Darren. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a number of weeks. But we're yeah. back in the studio and we're doing two films in one episode. Are Spoiler we? Spoiler alert. Yeah, we are. Are we really? Didn't you know about this? Um, I, uh, uh, tell me about it. Okay, so what happened was we said, we, well, going way back, we went to Miff and we saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm. And you saw Sissy while, while there as well. I That's wanted right. to, didn't get to it. Actually, I didn't see either of these films. What am I talking about? I've, no. had, to, I've had to go and find them afterwards and, and see them. And they're very related. And so somewhere along the way, we started chatting about, do we do one? Do we do both? And it just seemed obvious that actually we should do both. Okay, well, let's start with right. Bodies, 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 and let's start with the maestro giving an IMDb synopsis of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, please, maestro. By the way, hi, maestro. Hi. <laughs> Maestro's been away. He has been yeah. away. He's Where have you been? Where you been? My motherland, Italy. It was about time to see, reconnect with my family and my culture. Oh, how was it, maestro, in 40 words or less? Um uh, was was good to be you know, with my family, my mom and my brother. And, and Italian TV? Italian TV, crazy Italian TV. It's really depressing. I no, I mean starring on Italian TV. What are you talking about with oh, the yeah. soccer? Um, okay, that was depressing. <laughs> I went to see a soccer match in Napoli, uh, Napoli Udinese, and I was interviewed outside the stadium uh, because I was the family, Australian family, <laughs> coming to Naples to watch <laughs> to watch it and you had all the you had all the gear on you had the scarf the uh, hat scarf you hats. looked like the biggest tourist <laughs> ever but it was great i loved it you know he didn't give us a plug though i thought he could have just said <laughs> you know in italian check out that reminds me of yes baron the dock and the maestro yes yeah while we're talking about things in australia yeah, because um, European <laughs> yeah. soccer fans are our demographic. Yeah, so maestro. So, okay, bodies, bodies, bodies. When a group of rich 20-something plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing, fake friends, and one party gone very, very wrong backstabbing fake friends <laughs> and a party gone wrong do you mind reading the synopsis for sissy for us as well thanks maestro uh sissy can i say the name in italian yeah because okay it's a sure. very, cecilia it's cecilia which is very roman name. okay <laughs> so team best friends cecilia and emma after a decade run decade run into each other Cecilia is invited to Emma's bachelorette weekend where she gets stuck in a remote cabin with their high school bully with a taste for revenge. You get a weekend in a cabin in a remote location with a group of friends. Things go wrong. Similar setup. Similar setups. Yeah. And, I and thought, young people. Yes, young people and best friends. Lovers, mm. complicated relationships, an outsider that's coming into a 
a group of other people that they don't particularly know they're yep. very well. Yep. A, a love triangle. We've got clearly people in the party who hate each other as well. And then a real lean, like heavy, heavy lean on these are a bunch of millennials. It's written with, with that in mind. Like they are dissecting some of the the things that come with being a young person these days at the same time. Yeah. Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with bodies, 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 because that is, you're right, that is the one I think that should ground us. Bodies, bodies, bodies. So it starts off like The Shining with the the car okay. weaving <laughs> yes. through. Yep. So many movies start like that. And wow. are they all referencing The Shining or is yes. it just something that you, <laughs> is it just a, a fact that you have to chart the car's course to the cabin? Yes. Both. You have to. You have to have a shining shot that shows that it's remote, um, it's ominous, mm. bad things are coming, and it makes them look small and vulnerable in the in the wilderness, I guess. So we we open up and we get into the narrative. What are you feeling with bodies, bodies, bodies? Are you drawn in straight away? Are you repulsed? Where's your head? You know what? I think I was I was entertained with the setup. Mm. Didn't really know where I was going with this film at all. Kind of thought that maybe we were getting into a get out scenario or a classic cabin in the woods scenario. Didn't really know where we were heading. And instead, I think we ended up with something that felt more like a classic young people party scene, even with the setup of having the older guy who's sort of dropped in and is out of place in this group. Like all of that felt really familiar. Yeah. So you, I think from the start, you're not sure what film you're getting mm. with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, you, you you launch into it and I remember there's the pool scene and there's all the sort of scantily cladness. Yeah. And I'm thinking at the same time, oh, that's pretty cute. <laughs> uh, but also, <laughs> do we have to? Yeah, yeah. You know, have we have we not done this? Do we have to go through this? Do we have to do it titillation all? Titillation stuff? Yeah. But also you can feel that it's trying really hard to say, this is a film about a lesbian couple mm. and we're not playing to, on all the tropes Yeah, quite. You can see it's trying to subvert the tropes right from the start or flip them. This is new. This is the scream for, for this generation. That's what it's trying to do. Yeah. And yet you're aware of it. So I don't know how successful that is. Are you aware of it because we've been through Scream and mm. Nightmare on Elm Streets and, yeah. and everything else before? Like just because we're getting on for a, a new audience, is this fresh? Yes, maybe. Yeah, and actually, you know, I did wonder, like clearly this is written for a younger audience. Mm. Does that mean that it's only for a younger audience? Like th to me, as soon as I say that, I think that's a stupid thing to say because I'm going to watch it, anything that's made. At the same time, I was watching this going, oh, I'm starting to feel a little bit old for this or this is feeling like it's written for definitely not me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm. I probably was thinking that. And then it kind of got me about two-thirds of the way through when it started to get really self-conscious about things. I think I wrote some things down. but um, You sure did. Yeah, sure did. I always do. When the gloves start coming off mm. and they're going at each other and talking about one of them doing a podcast yeah, and another bagging the podcast. Yeah. So I was prepared for this because the trailer leans really heavily on this aspect of the film. I uh, haven't seen the trailer. If, if you watch the trailer, the way it positions the film is as a scream type slasher mm. where 
all of the young people are really concerned about being triggered or microaggressions or who said this in an inappropriate way. There's a whole bunch of wokeness throughout the whole thing. You're thinking, is this written in a way that I'm going to watch this to enjoy seeing annoying millennials be killed? <laughs> or is this a comment on the way millennials talk to each other now and the sort of horror is as much about that as it is about the sort of gore and the slasher element? And when you when you watch the trailer, you, I think it really points towards the, the first. And then when you get into the film, you realize it's kind of more about the latter. I guess what you're talking about that came out in the trailer was the bit that I enjoyed in the film. Right all the millennial wokeness, but it was self-conscious wokeness. It was poking fun yes. at the wokeness. Yes. And I enjoyed that, but I didn't realise that that's what they're selling it on. Yeah. And I don't think that characterises the whole film. I think it characterises a little, it's about a five-minute patch of really excellent writing. Before all of the death starts playing into it, you're talking about that section just no, before the, that? The deaths have started. Okay. And they're getting upset and, and the gloves are coming off. Yeah. Is it worth sort of just for a moment for the listener's sake, spoiling a little bit of this film to just explain what this whole setup of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Can you do that? I think so. <laughs> so it's a little bit like Murder in the Dark. It's yes. a game they play. Yeah, yeah. Called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. You choose a murderer in the group and everyone runs off into the house and hides. Or actually, it's it's a little bit like, what's that? That's that game that all the kids play, uh, Among Us. So they don't even probably they probably don't even play it anymore. It's probably not being played now. But anyway, um, they all run off into different parts of the house, and then if some if the murderer finds them alone, they can kill them by Mm. touching them on the shoulder or something and saying you're dead. And then somebody comes across the body and yells out, "That's the game." Of course, what happens is before long they they come across an actual dead body. One of them has died, and but prior to that, we've seen them all arguing. And being dickheads to each other, so you start to think, well, who's? It, it becomes a who done it? Who has it out for who? Mm. And the longer they're in, they're trying to figure that out. The more bodies show up. That's yeah. the premise, right? That's the premise. Yeah. Do we want no. to get into sissy? Let's talk about sissy for a second, okay. and then I think we can do we can talk about pros and cons of both of these films and reminds me of. Yeah. Okay. Do you think? Yes. Okay. Sissy. Okay. Where to start? Well, sissy starts off with sort of this pretty great intro to a character Mm. where it shows her doing her bit for youtube or instagram or she's an influencer whatever she does she's an influencer and Mm. she's she's a holistic well-being kind of influencer and she does her bit and sends it off um posts it and then basically switches off the cameras lets her guts out (laughs) gets some cold pizza out of the fridge and starts watching like some crappy daytime TV and you realize that the whole thing she's done online is totally different from her reality, which is a comment in itself. That um, was a strong opening, wasn't a it? Strong opening. Yeah. yeah. And and even though there were elements of that that annoyed me a little bit yeah. as a filmmaker, I think uh, it's a strong opening for a character and a strong opening for a film. And it's something that is behind bodies, bodies, bodies in the background uh, but you don't really delve into that. Like right. you know that they're doing that sort of crap. Yep. Uh, but you don't start there and and see the life of a exactly a podcaster. It's a, it's assumed that they're mm. all doing that stuff. Yes. That's set up right from the start. You you get it. You don't actually need to show it. You know that that's what they're all doing to varying degrees. 
there was a big parallel between the main character in Sissy and the blonde girl in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. The outsider. The outsider. Yeah. So yeah. there are two outsiders coming into yes. existing groups with yes. um, tenuous sort of relationships with them all. Yep. And as as outsiders, they both get accused pretty quickly. Yeah, they do. Which is interesting. In um, Sissy, your she's your main character, so you you feel for her in a in a different. Well, I guess they both kind of are really. They're mm. both sort of the main characters, but or the protagonists, the, the heroes that you're going to root for. But in in Sissy, it, she's quite an unreliable narrator, I think, or a main mm. character in in a way, because you know from the beginning that her life is kind of a lie or the the image she's projecting is. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't know where she's going to go and you can sense she's a bit crazy. She's tapped to a degree. And, of course, the film takes that all the way. We've got to start giving spoilers, don't we? I think so. Okay, so, so spo- it- there are spoiler alerts from now on because we need to talk about where they go yeah. to get into it really. So if you've seen if you've seen Sissy or Bodies, Body, no, sorry. If you haven't seen Sissy or Bodies, 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 stop here. Yes. And go and watch one of our other episodes. Um, Jojo Rabbit's a good start. <laughs> if you want to see when episode we're- Episode one. Episode one, when we um, were fresh. Yeah. So what were you going to spoil first? <laughs> What's the way to start spoiling? The way to start spoiling is, I guess, the similarity between them both is the fact that the deaths- are accidental from yeah, that's memory. A good, that's a great call. Yeah. And, and this is why we had to talk about both films in this episode, I think. They yeah. are the perfect reminds me of for each other. They are. So in, in Bodies, 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 you've got deaths that, that, that are all completely accidental and they're, they're, they're looking for a phantom killer that doesn't even exist. Yeah. In, in Sissy, there is a killer, but it's sort of, she hasn't meant to go mm. out and kill everyone. It's just circumstance, yeah? At least... At least for with. starters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it gets a little dicey after that. But yeah. even even still, some of the the, la- the later deaths, they're still kind of at best manslaughter, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's what that's, I mean. Like yeah. she's just got herself in an awful situation, one thing after another, and she's mm. just dug it deeper and deeper. Yeah. And you can sort of feel how life could get that way. Yeah. In, in Bodies, 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 we're given the journey of, you know, someone was being an idiot Mm. and a body arrived and because of their mistrust of each other and all of the previous arguing that's going on they very very quickly unraveled because there wasn't any real tight-knit friendship there to start with I don't think what's established is that they're all there together they've been through a lot but they all kind of dislike each other on some level you know there's a quote that I wrote down hang on I only hang out with you through pity and quote the suffocating weight of our shared history. <laughs> yes, that sums it up perfectly. It sums it up. They've just been oh, man doing this crap for years. You know, while I didn't love all of that film and I didn't love where it all went, there is some really tight writing in it. All the podcast stuff made me so happy. Yeah. What is your podcast about? It's about hanging out with your smartest and funniest friend. <laughs> Audience. <laughs> <laughs> the Baron, my funniest and smartest friend. And then she gets challenged. She gets on the defensive. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work. You've got to organize the guests. You've got to do a Google calendar. And then you've got to build a following. It takes a lot of time and I've been working on it for a while, she says. <laughs> yeah. I on, just thought that was so yeah. self-consciously beautiful. It was great, actually. So that's a good writing. But it all happened within a very short 
yeah. period, and the rest was kind of well, a bit whatevs. The premise is great, but it's like so many of these sorts of films, there's a lot that hangs on what happens after that premise kicks in, mm. you know, and that's where they often fall apart. So, yes, that moment where the body arrives and all of that built-up tension starts to explode is going to be the best bit. What are you talking like, about when the body arrives? Which body? The first one. The um, Oh, Pete Davidson. Yes, when he arrives, when his body is found, okay. I should say. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, arrive. Yeah, yeah. When his body is found. Yeah. And it all starts to unravel. Okay. That's when, when all he, the good stuff happens. When his body right? arrives. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was just balking at the way I, the way you said it. As if I it sort it. of, you know, was delivered. <laughs> yeah. But no, when they when, when they discover. Yeah. As in like in the uh in the arc of the story, his yeah. body arrives. His body arrives at in a certain the point. narrative arc. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I hear you. I'm with you. Yeah. And hey, no, shush. I'm getting the sense that you didn't like this film very much. If I was just gonna, you know, be quite blunt and honest about it. I didn't really like either of them very much. Yeah, wow. Uh, I think I enjoyed Bodies, Bodies, Bodies more than mm. Sissy because I think the Americans and their sensibility works better for this sort of film mm. generally, but yeah. not always. And I think that there was a little too much of the old Australian quirk in Sissy that I just found hard to stomach. What's the quirk? That quirky humour that seems mm. to be an Australian brand. You, you can feel self-conscious, can't you, when it's Australian? It's us. Yeah. I don't know how that goes elsewhere. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how it plays. I don't know how either of these films went in terms of like audience reaction, critical response, box office success. No idea. Well, well I've seen Bodies, Bodies, Bodies twice. Yep. So I saw it at MIFF. I would have been smashed at Miff, let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Because that's what I do. Like that's I, how you I, do I it. generally <laughs> sort of see three in a row. Yep. And if I'm three deep, this is probably late in the day. Yep. And I would have been anyone's, I reckon, <laughs> when I was watching this. <laughs> and then I looked back, because at Miff you can rate the films. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked back and I gave it an eight Ooh, out of ten. That's pretty good. That's 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 excellent. Pretty, that, that's not. That's better than pretty good. That that's excellent. excellent. Like I don't give those out lightly. Right. Well, guess what I'm going to do? Just while you're ch chatting about that, I'm going to rotten tomatoes both of these and see what see what comes up. Yeah. Okay. What well, are you looking? I'm the rated uh, CC six point two mm -hmm. out of ten. That's fair. Bodies. 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 So I'm putting you on the spot here, Maestro. Yeah, come on. Six point three. Oh, just it's a wafer oh, thin victory to bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh, boy. You know what's interesting? What I find is some of these films that are a bit contentious or a yeah. little bit like, oh, I don't know about that. Often the critics on Rotten Tomatoes give them a much higher score than the audiences do. The critics do whatever the audiences don't want to do. Oh, I see. Don't they? Well, I don't know. I don't know. So, so okay, bodies, 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 86% critics, Ah, 69% audience, which is still pretty good for a horror because but know, 86 is very good for critics. 86 is very good that's fresh that is fresh and uh sissy good old sissy 96 percent. 96 yep and 62 percent audiences audiences have basically rated them both about the same i reckon with sissy it's the aussie critics mm. with aussies there's a there's a tendency both to bag your own mm -hmm. but also to lift up your own and i think we do it both at once that's interesting. I feel torn to sort of, you know, pick it to pieces, but also to commend the filmmakers. It's true. I had to see it for mm. one. Uh, it looked interesting. Australian horror. Um, I needed to know how Aisha D's performance in it would be. 
and I was pleased with her she performance. She was good. She was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually there's a lot about the film that's good. It's high production values. It's well put together. I think that there's a clear direction there. The performances are nailing the direction. I don't mm -hmm. love the direction. I okay. think that's where it, where I sit with it. I think the actors were doing exactly what they were meant to be doing. Yeah, you no, know? no one did a bad job. I think no. they all did a good job. It's it's a little too stylized and cute for its own good. I think yep. that's that's where I ended up with it. Why I didn't, you know, it just sat wrong with me. How about pushing the bloke off the waterfall? Or you think so? Okay, so if we go back to how this sort of unravels, mm. I think you can see the writing gets a little bit sort of sloppy at a certain point and a little bit predictable. Mm. And it's just that you've got this pretty great setup, great introduction. Um, I go for the ride with Sissy meeting her old friend and getting invited to the, the hen's night and then to the weekend party. And I go entirely with the idea of an old third friend that mm -hmm. thinks that Sissy's a psycho and they hate each other who happens to also be at the hen's weekend party. Yep. Great. It starts to unravel for me when... Basically, Sissy gets cornered into this bad situation with the old friend and accidentally kills her. That's okay. But then the friends all disappear into separate parts of the, the house or the woods and one by one stumble upon Sissy and the same thing keeps happening. Yeah. She keeps accidentally killing them. I was just like, oh, no, we're not going to do this, are we? And then it yeah. happened. We're not going to have the guy show up next and and he does and he does and then somehow end up on the top of a cliff mm. and get pushed off once you've seen it play out a couple of times you do know yeah. where it's going don't yeah, you yeah you do i think that was probably the biggest criticism for me is that mm. i would have much preferred some more creative um killings if you're going to go down that path and i think bodies 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 does do if not the killings the suspense mm. a bit better yeah because you really are not quite knowing who done it yeah you know until until the end yeah and spoiler alert no one did it just a series a series of well, what's the events, the one that they made a movie about with uh with the guy with that guy with jim carrey yeah that's the one <laughs> that guy <laughs> yeah yeah so no one did it no one did it and all they actually did was become uber paranoid and then mm -hmm. start topping each other along the way i really thought that the like they got me because the the blonde chick who's the the one we were kind of yeah most rooting for mm. early on when they arrive she went back to the car and put down the mirror mm. which kept the, put the light on yeah and they and really I, make a point of showing that they make a point of showing it mm. like it's heavy handed mm. but I thought she's clearly trying to drain the battery so that later blah 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 but that made me think it was her well what was clever about the writing of that is that it is heavy handed and that they really signpost it but then later on that becomes a thing that they all sit around and argue about so at least you know it's not just done and then later on she arrives by herself and the car battery's dead and she's like oh the car battery's dead oh i left the you know they it, deal it becomes it. another thing for them to argue about so yeah that yeah. works and i like the uh, reveal at the end mm, yeah. when they see the the video <laughs> yeah. of him like what was he doing trying to yeah. Uh, get the top off a champagne bottle with the um, samurai sword yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just tops himself. Yeah. And that's what caused the whole thing. Yeah. That's funny. It's interesting that how similar these films are in some respects and how differently they're they're treated. And they're not referencing each other because they're no. they're the same time. And it just shows what Zeitgeist can do. Yeah. Like how the same 
sort of ideas can simmer up in the collective unconscious yeah. and just reveal themselves in, in art. It's very deep. It is. Well, have you got some reminds me of for these? Because I don't really. I mean, sure, there are plenty mm. of things out there, particularly in the whodunit genre. But really, I came into this just wanting to hold the two up next to each other more than anything. Well, let's take Sissy as your first reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think you owned it. I thought you did a really smashing job with that. But you mentioned whodunits. Yeah. And these films, more than any in a while, just got me thinking how this whole genre of slasher, gore, scream Mm -hmm. is really just the whodunit genre with more blood. Mm, Yeah. So it really goes back to Agatha Christie. Yeah. Totally. And stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to Agatha Christie. Okay. And there's a um, a reworking of Agatha Christie, Christie's novel, and then there were none. I haven't read the book, but I've seen the old, old film, which um, has 10 people arriving at an island. People start to get topped off. Great. And who they're just looking at each other who, who, who did it. Isn't it interesting how basically the island is important? And is and is there in, in all of these, yeah. whether it be a train, a giant mansion like Clue or some little cabin or house in the middle of nowhere during a tornado. What Was it a tornado or a hurricane? It was a hurricane, hurricane. In, in bodies. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was I was reminded of just whodunits and, and then there were none being the sort of quintessential whodunit that I was thinking of. Yeah. But then there was a reworking of and then there were none. With Sam Neill, this this really good cast, like a series of three episodes. And there is a scene, I kid you not, where they all start, it's set in the 30s or 40s or some ancient time, but they all start getting on the on the gear and they're doing they're doing lines of things and getting <laughs> drunk and going berserk. Yep. And one of the characters actually says, blah, 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 bodies, bodies, bodies. Really? So wow. he says the words bodies, bodies, bodies. Yep. While they're 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 getting all stoned and high. Beautiful. And it just seemed obvious yeah. that the filmmakers had seen this particular adaptation of this particular whodunit. Wow. That's about as perfect as it gets. It was really perfect. Because the whodunit genre is clear in this. But it's implicit it. in all of that genre. Yeah, that's true. That we I don't think you sort of don't think of horror well, as related to sort of mystery. Yeah, I mean, if you think of so, so Scream is a is a clear mm. reminds me of for bodies, bodies, bodies. Not mm. so much for Sissy, and I, but I don't think the whodunit genre really applies because mm. you know exactly who's doing it while she's doing it. But Scream was really in my in 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 my mind. It's young people, yeah. Someone's on the loose, and also just the kind of slapstick nature of the deaths, yeah, which was an innovation in Scream at the time. I don't remember if, if you saw that when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. What a hoot it was to watch not only the, the killer kill people in unusual and interesting ways, but also kind of get his ass kicked at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, how, how often he was getting hurt while he was trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. And th- th- this had a bit of that going on as well. I remember at the time, Scream feel, felt um, fresh, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It felt like Big time. The, the horror movie of our day and that's something that was just ours as the people that were watching it live at the time absolutely and and i think bodies 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 is at least trying to be that for today yeah 
it's attempting it. It's clearly not hit the mainstream at all. Mm. I don't know what would today. Seems it's a harder thing to do. Hard audience yeah, today. Definitely. I don't think it failed though. No. You could say it didn't succeed, but it didn't fail. It just did a a darn good effort. Yeah, and it's interesting too. Like both of these films are good. They're both really mm. good. You know, they're both really well made. Um, they're both entertaining. You're not going to walk away disappointed, I don't think, unless you're a really, you know, you, you always read reviews of hardcore horror fans that go, oh, this isn't this isn't horror. This is some bullshit. You know, this is Agatha Christie, yeah. man. <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about. So let's just put those people aside. Yeah. Just regular audiences. I think there's something in this in both of these films for everyone. Yeah. But whether or not they're successful enough to cut through, uh, yeah. That's tough these days, isn't it? I've got a couple of other quickies. Yeah. I'm not going to dwell on these because I, okay. I don't have notes. Roll them off. One is, do you remember Austin Film Festival? Remember that those yes. days? Yes. One of the films that we kind of fell a little bit in love with just in a friendly way yeah. was Murder, Berry Win. Do you remember Murder, yeah. Berry Win? Yeah, yeah, the game designers or whatever, the people that made up a board game. and then, Yeah. What did they do again? They like tried to well, test it. Yeah, they made the, they made the board game and then people started dying. <laughs> Someone tried to steal it, maybe, or buy it off them and offered them a ridiculous price. That's and, right. Yeah, but I, anyway. I, from my memory, I'll have to go back and listen to the episode yeah. to to remember what we actually thought of it. Yes, but my memory now is fond. I feel good vibes towards that film, and I, yep. I I'm pretty sure we at least said good on you guys for making it. We definitely said good on you guys for making it. I think we had some reservations about how successful it was, <laughs> okay. but we still said good on you for doing it, good. which is pretty much what you should say to everyone who's made a film. Yeah, no, really. but okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just remembering a good feeling, so that's, yeah. Yeah. That, that's it was, good. It was funny at times. It was There was some yeah. good writing in there. It had an accidental death element to it yes. as well. Yes, yes. That's that's the bit. I got nothing else to add. All of my references are whodunit references, like Knives Out, another one that came to mind. That's a good one. I have nothing for Sissy, and that's just a lack of depth of thinking on this one. There's plenty, I'm sure. Don't but worry about Sissy. I have one for Sissy. Ah, oh, okay. Promising young woman, a little bit. Yes. A little bit. I think there's some similar ground being trod. Well, we're dealing with one woman as the central crazy, aren't we? Yeah, crazy, yet you can see how she's arrived there. Yeah, we're, you're, we're, you're empathetic. And we're kind of rooting for both of them. Yep. Uh, one's accidentally killing people and we're thinking, oh, the poor thing. She's accidentally killing all these people. <laughs> the other one is purposely killing all these people and we're thinking, oh, <laughs> Awesome. You fair go, enough. girl. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. I've got my last one is is very brief and it's just for you. Great. When I think it was the the blonde girl who we sort of feel like is the main character mm. is looking around for a weapon and she picks up a hammer. Mm. Yeah. And I thought immediately of your old favorite, old boy. That's great. You know, when, yes. when, he's, when he's looking around and the thing he gets is a hammer. You know what? I noticed the hammer too because it is such a nasty, nasty weapon, which is what we commented on in Old Boy when yeah. we were talking about that. It really is nasty. Someone picks that up. You're like, ooh, something a little bit wrong with you. <laughs> well, there's something a little bit wrong with Park Chan-wook yes. in general, yep. but I feel. But that's his, that's his genius to know that that is a disturbing choice. You know? Yes, yeah, but it's such a specific dis disturbing choice mm -hmm. that I think if you're making a film, yep, 
post old boy. Yeah, I agree. And you have the character fumbling around for possible weapons and they pick up a hammer. I think you're referencing old boy. I agree. And I don't think there's any argument about that. Yep, totally. So therefore, I've just got to say it. There's no, it doesn't go any deeper. No. But there's old boy in there. And yet it's there. Mm. Yep. Beautiful. Well, Doc, I think we should we should stop there. We know what we're doing next, so we might as well mention it. Oh, are we doing Avatar? Avatar. Avatar 2. Ah. The long-awaited sequel. Yeah. I'm halfway through the rewatching the original. Mm. So we can deal with this next time, but I think it's going to be a very, very interesting chat. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. All right. Until then. See you, Baron. Cheers, Bye, See Maestro. You, Bye, Bye, audience. Bye, everyone. See you. <laughs>